Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Throwing Up Bricks podcast. Coming to you on a Friday morning, episode 32. We're still doing this. As always, I'm Jared, your host. That over there is Jake, my brother. And Jerome, followed up. Yep, yep. We're all here. How you doing, guys? Good, good. 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 A lot better now that the Lakers are up. And speaking of the Lakers superstar LeBron James, prior to the Game 1 win last night, or two nights ago, he was 1-8 and eight in Game 1s in the NBA Finals. Oof. Only Funny. won two Game 1s in his entire career in the NBA Finals, which spans a decade. That's pretty That's pretty wild. Well, no wonder we say that he does feel out Game 1s, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so. what, was, what was so previous to this was the first win – the Mavericks one, weren't they up on the Mavs? And the Mavs came back yeah, on him? Yeah, probably was, yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Like, he, he in his three championships, he lost game one, right? Yeah, he lost game one against the Thunder for sure. And both times against the Spurs. Every time wow. against the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. It is crazy. But uh, I think that he won game one is a good sign in this case. Um, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Since they're coming in as, I mean, besides 538, they're coming in as a big favorite. Right, 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 right. I actually haven't even checked how 538 has changed. I'm sure they've oh, yeah. uh, changed their yeah, tune a little it. bit since then. But uh, anyways, before we get into all that, we got a lot to talk about with that game. We got some doc news to talk about. We got some Kyrie doing dumb stuff again. Oh my God, that's his calling card now. He just says dumb stuff. Um, he's Maybe he's related to Trump and Kanye somehow. The, the they're related um, to stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Before we get into all that, let's do our housekeeping, Jake. Housekeeping. Jesus, <laughs> what the, was that? <laughs> okay. I don't know. The I don't know. Devil. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. If you hands. want to reach out to us, despite Jacob's horrifying intro, there, uh, <laughs> you can do so via email at throwing up bricks jj at gmail.com that is throwing up bricks jj at gmail.com uh jake where can they find us Podbean, apple podcast google podcast amazon alexa spotify tune in that's it um yeah spotify tune in google podcast yeah google podcast can't forget the goog give it a goog goog what do you guys use just curious for listening to this podcast i use use uh, spotify Use Spotify. Yeah, I've been using Google for a while, but ever since we went to Podbean, I've been using Podbean. You know, got to rep the, the oh, pods. Okay. Podbean. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. I'm just curious. Um, all right. Let's let's uh, let's get to the actual material then. Sound good to you guys? Got a lot to cover. So yeah. let's hit it. Woo. All right. Let's start with the Laker game since it's, uh, you know, basically the only real news we have to talk about. Uh, we have some other stuff, but uh, yeah, game one of the NBA finals came to a close and it was a shellacking. I know you hate when I use that word, Jake, but I mean, it's it's accurate here, right? Final score was 116 to 98 Lakers, and it wasn't even that close, really, right? <laughs> I mean, no. No. The game was pretty much over by the third quarter. I mean, they started out hot, and I was extremely worried. The Heat came out the first six minutes and looked amazing. They looked Mm -hmm. right on. They were hitting all their jump shots, and the Lakers just looked lazy and flat like we always do in the first quarter. But like we've rarely seen, they flipped the switch. They pulled the old Clippers 
and flip the switch and just dominate the rest of the game. Yeah, the Heat actually blitzed the Lakers to like a 23 to 10 lead in the first yep. six minutes of the of the game. Um, they yep. threw in like a 13-0 run in there. And then, you know, KCP hit some some two big threes, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden the momentum turned, and, and the Lake Show closed the quarter on a 21 to 5 run and and then led 31-28 after the quarter. And uh, from there, it was just a, a beatdown. Um, <laughs> uh, fueled by a lot of things, so we can get into why it was a beatdown. Um, do you want to start on the Lakers side or the Heat side, guys? Uh, I guess the Lakers, the Heat, the Heat. We kind of, no, uh, yeah, can, yeah. Let's start Lakers. Let's the give heat. them the credit since they won. Let's start Lakers. Yeah. So I mean, right. rebounding was huge, right? Fifty-four mm-hmm. to thirty-six. It's a huge gap in you know in any game, but let alone a finals game. You know, yeah. you're almost getting out rebounded by twenty. That's probably not going to win that game. Um, and I mean, the Lakers just played fantastic defense. Um, you know, they were. They're really sticking to ball handlers um, when they're when they're screening, um, and then obviously AD is just such a game changer. They've the Heat haven't come come against a defensive player like AD. I mean, no one has unless you play AD really, but right. Um, Can't really you know, especially the way they use him. Like maybe like if they use Giannis differently, um, maybe he could be that type of a guy. But the way, especially the way the Lakers use him, like they're they haven't faced anyone like AD. Um, yeah, Bam was held to eight points in this game. Yeah, eight points after you know basically blowing. The last time we saw him was when he blew up against the Celtics for thirty plus, right? So yeah, quite the difference. I mean, um, yeah, like they didn't—they didn't even like Duncan Robinson put up, put up three shots and didn't yeah. make one. Yeah, of them. that was I think <laughs> they that shut was down. Frank Vogel's point of focus the whole yeah. entire time because if you watch any time he comes off any screen, any off ball action, it's a double team, and then yeah. He's got two uh, guys hard deny to force him into the paint, which worked. He was a non-factor. And when you take him out of the game, it puts pressure on other yeah. guys. And unfortunately, there was injuries, and we'll get to that. Yeah. But it, it just kind of threw their whole game plan out of whack. Yeah, it seemed like, yeah, yeah, and it did, and it worked. Like, their two main focuses were, let's take away the Heat's easy stuff, which are Duncan Robinson threes, Bam Adebayo dunks on rolls. And they yep. took both of those away very effectively. And that really killed a lot of what the Heat liked to do. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and even besides all those points, I mean, pretty much everything that could have gone right for the Lakers did go right, right? Oh, yeah. In addition to, to the three defense, point shooting. in addition to yeah. AD giving the advantage, the three-point shooting came around for the Lakers. Yes, like, uh, I mean, we mentioned KCP igniting that first quarter run with two threes, but pretty much everybody shot well from three. I mean, Davis went two for four, LeBron went two for four, Danny Green we had a sighting, three for eight. Danny Green! Yeah, Marquise Morris went two for three. Yeah, um, I mean... Quinn Cook hit one. <laughs> Everybody was born it in on this yeah, game. This like, was the most incredible shooting performance out of this Laker team I've ever seen. Yeah. I was baffled that we looked like we knew how to shoot threes. It was it was crazy. It, it yeah. was. I mean, at one point in the in the first half, the Lakers went nine for eleven on threes in the final sixteen minutes of the first half. That's insane. The yeah, Lakers, insane. like, yeah, yeah. And I, I think mean, I saw a stat where like we were undefeated in the playoffs as long as we shot thirty percent from three in a game. Did that only happen this time? Is that why? Don't no. Know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shots fired, man. Um, but yeah, I, I, not a bad uh, guess there, Jerome. But no, I think it happened seven times throughout the playoffs. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been a. It's been a really good uh, game for the Lakers here. It's good to start hot rather than uh, having to fight our way back. But uh, last thing I'll say about the Lakers, the two stars obviously showed out. 
everyone's going to be talking about AD and LeBron, and we'll give them their due as well on our podcast mm-hmm. here. AD went for 34 points, was literally unstoppable. Just yeah. anything he wanted, he could get. Mid-range, at the basket, he was hitting threes too. He went to the free throw line 10 times, knocked all of them down. Like He was just an all-around beast. Yeah. And then LeBron did LeBron things, controlled the game. Uh, 25 points, 13 boards, 9 assists, almost a triple-double. He was really gunning for that triple double at the end there. Did yeah. you see him? Like, yeah. He's getting yeah, he pissed at teammates it. so they wouldn't make shots. <laughs> uh, at least it can't be it, too bad because they actually made shots for the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason he could be angry like that was because we were up like 25 or something. So. <laughs> it's it's better when it's an assist than when it's the rebound, like that guy that like missed a shot on the opponent's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the opponent's uh, rim no, so he can try to get it, pad his rebounding stat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, At least it doesn't look that bad. <laughs> it doesn't look that bad, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they shut out, and then we got contributions from all the, the role guys. So it was basically a perfect game for the Lakers side. Yeah. So to transition to the Heat, though, I mean, mere image opposites, I guess, everything went wrong for the Heat yeah. that could have gone oh, wrong, yeah. right? They started on fire, but pretty much after that six-minute mark, it was all downhill. Um, let's just start with the injuries because that's the biggest thing, right? So three yeah. of their basically their three best players got injured in this game, right? Yeah. Um. So Goran Dragic went down in the second quarter with what didn't really look like anything at the time. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like it looked really like a nonchalant. He was just like kind of driving to the hoop. Nothing happened. No yeah, contact. Very weird he, just, industry. he pulled up and he looked behind him, almost like when you see people have I, I heard this on the starter or starters god i'm never going to stop referring to them as like that but the no dunks podcast lee ellis actually mentioned that he looked behind him and it almost like a reminiscent of an achilles tear you know when the guys will look behind him and like, oh, who just kicked someone's me. kicked him yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. um it looked kind of like that but i guess what happens is that he, he has a really severe like torn or partially torn or something wrong with his plaster uh plantar fascia. Plantar fascia yeah um and that's a rough injury, man. I, yeah. I have experience with that injury too. I've, I strained and, um, and bruised my plantar fascia at various times in my running career. And it's, it sucks, man. Every yeah. step is fire. Like it's a really bad injury and you, it hurts to push off. It hurts to do anything really. It feels so, like something's broken down there. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, something is yeah. literally broken, but like, it feels like there's a broken bone. It sometimes. does. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Every step is agony. So that's, that's a really hard one to deal with. Um, Bam also got hurt in this one. So Dragic's outcome doesn't look good, but Bam also got hurt and seemingly hurt everything. Honestly, like maybe yeah. it's a continuation from the Celtics series where he just kind of like was hurt all over. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that pl- that block. He's paying with he's paying for that block. He's man. paying for that block. You're right. Um, I think it was kind of initiated in this game when he when he rammed his shoulder into Dwight in like the mm-hmm. second or third quarter to try and get the foul, and he did. You know, it's a good play. It's just yeah. you know he came up limping, and you know. His shoulder was clearly bothering after that, and then he tweaked it again on a rebound later, and then he just left in the third and never came back. So that's two of their best players down. And then yeah. Jimmy, although he never left the game, did twist his ankle Jimmy. twice because he's Jimmy. Yeah, he's not going to leave. But he twisted his ankle twice. He twisted yeah. it in the first half on a non-contact play, just came up weird. And then the you know he re-injured it in the second half. And God, this is just like the worst, worst news really for the Heat, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, like it was already going to be tough, not at at a hundred percent, and then now that like they're not clearly not going to be at a hundred percent the rest of the series. Like you don't come back from plantar fascia tear, hundred uh, percent, no. <laughs> like within the the time frame of of a finals. Um, so like that's that's awful. Um, you know, maybe bam, they can you know shoot up the shoulder or whatever. Like Paul George was playing through. Sh- 
both shoulders being messed up last year. Remember, he got the double shoulder surgery right after the season ended. Yeah. But he was obvious, like he was MVP before he like he was an MVP candidate before that happened, and then he was just kind and of. Then he was playoff P. Then he was playoff <laughs> P exactly after the so, shoulder. <laughs> you know, it's tough. It's tough. Um, shoulder stuff's always always tough to deal with. Like, yeah, you can maybe play through it, but you're not going to be as nearly as effective. Um, yeah, it sucks just because you want to see everybody playing for each team. You don't, yeah, wanna, yeah, you want their guys. I hard Laker fan or whatnot. You don't want to see, a, you know, them beat a, dr- a drastically devastated team by injuries. Kind of like last year with the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. it felt kind of bittersweet. Um, I don't know. It sucks. There's nothing you can do about it. But uh, that that's the name of the game, I guess, is is health. Yeah, and I don't think it would have affected the outcome of this specific game. I don't know. Correct me if you guys think differently, but I think this game was decided regardless of the injuries, but it's very much going to impact the rest of the series, which is unfortunate. Um, But you know, one thing that is interesting is, um, so it's one thing if, okay, let's say, you know, a guy goes down and then someone that's been playing is now moved up into that spot. Um, So you're kind of losing their production where they were, but you bring in Kendrick Nunn, for Dragic, he hasn't been playing at all. That could give them a different dimension. It's not like they're losing him from some, they're losing him from the bench, you know, like so he wasn't doing yeah. anything. So that could give them a different dimension, and you're not losing anything from the bench side. So there maybe is a chance that you know, and he played well. He scored. He scored 18 points. You he know, like maybe you could say, time. okay, it was garbage time, but still, like he scored 18 points. Like that's not that's not for nothing. He's you know yeah. maybe he's getting hot, whatever it is. Um, so that could. That could be uh, good enough because he he was starting the whole season, you know, yep. and um, and then maybe a guy like Myers Leonard comes in. Um, if if Bam can play, season. you kind of shift that exactly. And he also started the whole season. Maybe he comes in, you shift Bam around a little bit, you shift around that starting lineup. You have him banging with uh, you know, down low with Dwight rather than Bam, and maybe that can change things up for them. And once again, he's someone that hasn't been playing this whole postseason. So it's not like you're losing his production from somewhere else. So I would say if Bam can play and be somewhat effective, there is still a chance they can make it competitive since you do have these two guys that haven't been giving anything and now can you can insert them in. Um, yeah. Maybe. Maybe there's a chance. I'm not saying they're, they're going to make it competitive, but there is a chance since it's not like you're taking, them f- you're taking their production away from the bench and now they're on the starting lineup. You're taking them from – from the from the actual bench <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from zero minutes a game yeah yeah, yeah that's the so, one positive for the heat is that kendrick nunn played very very well yeah yeah and i'm with jerome i actually think an injection of size could be exactly what they needed regardless of the injuries um yeah like you know maybe some myers leonard minutes maybe more olenic um i think jerome maybe you mentioned you don't yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't know if you need to go that far, but uh, <laughs> Olenek was I don't like, think he uh, wants to play either. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't even have my jersey on, coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Olenek was a team high uh, plus 14 on the game. So, like, clearly there's a there's a size component here that yeah. can, can help. Obviously, he, as well as none, played mostly in garbage time. So take Could that also be a you rip will. your shoulder out component for Kelly Olenek. Could also, yeah. Which, Look uh, out! You know, he, he, ruined one of, he ruined another one of uh, LeBron's championship runs, so you never he know. He did. He really did. You know, he dislocated Kevin Love's shoulder once upon a time, and I think that he was in uh, he was in Crowder's ear for a little bit. He was like, oh, you remember what I did to K-Love those years back? You know, try that on LeBron. <laughs> 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 because, uh, yeah, at one point in the second half, Jay Crowder had LeBron in a 
a chokehold around his shoulder. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, that was pretty wild. I remember that. That was yeah. It got a little anyway, chippy at points at the game. It got chippy. It, it certainly got chippy. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know, I like to see in the finals. You know, I don't yeah. want all niceties and stuff. I don't want Especially you shaking hands before out. the game. You know? Yeah. We've been awesome so complimentary of the Lakers, but they did do their classic Lakers thing, which is shorten the lead in the fourth quarter. They just stopped playing. And yeah, they certainly let him back into the game. Yeah, but they, the score was not indicative of what the game yeah. was like. It was a blowout. and They were up by 30 for a yeah, good amount yeah, of the game. Yeah. It was basically like you said, Jake. It was a it was a team knowing they're in control, just letting their foot off the gas pedal, not really caring yeah. down the last yeah. 10, 12 minutes of the game. Yeah, so the, yeah. the Heat scored 39 points in the second and third quarter combined. Like, that's that's crazy. Yeah. As that, good as they've been. Because like, they haven't gotten blown out all postseason. No, they haven't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's sure, first, like the, the, uh, their, their injuries, but still, like, they were getting blown out before a lot of these injuries were happening. Or yeah, so what do you think uh, going forward? Does this shorten the season or the, the season, the series significantly? Is this now like a, is this a sweep? Is this a five game series? I mean, what, do, what are you guys predicting now? I know you guys well, were Jake already, already had him out of five. Yeah. He, might, he might shorten it up. <laughs> yeah. Jake might think it's actually in three this time. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Lakers in three. <laughs> um, I think it, it's going to depend on how, how the Heat can bounce back, how injured is Bam, how injured is Jimmy. I think Goran's got to be done. Um, the, maybe he can maybe he can give, give him something, but you can't be starting Goran on a torn plantar fascia. Yeah. Um, but like maybe he gives them something, but we'll see. We'll see what if they you know put play play some more size. We'll see what Kendrick Nunn can do. Maybe they can steal a game or two. But I mean, it, it was already stacked against the Heat. Now it's it's just even worse now. So, yeah. But, yeah. but game two, we'll kind of we'll we'll see what they can do. But yeah, I think it is. Uh, uh, we'll probably have a clearer picture after game two. Yeah, so, I think the uh, biggest. Um concern for the lakers will be if they now respect the opponents left on the other side right if they uh mm-hmm. if they start to look at this team as the team that they were looking at in the fourth quarter last game then they might play down to their opponents we've seen it happen mm-hmm. before so it's a good point that might be a concern um i mean because if you give this heat an inch they'll take a mile so yeah you, you got to be careful with that sort of stuff um yeah 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 we'll see it's it's a little worrisome for the heat that they they threw a lot of defensive looks at the Lakers last game and LeBron just solved all like that zone. He was licking his lips at that yeah. zone, man. He was like, Oh, you're going to throw this at me. All right. I'm just going to absolutely carve it up. Yeah, he's too um, experienced at this point. He's way too good to yeah be fooled by a, a two, three high school zone. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. We'll see what Spo has it up his sleeves though. He's a great coach. So, you know, he's going to come up with adjustments. He'll probably throw more size in the game too. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, one thing that really that that they did, and this is because of you have LeBron, is you know th- this is something the Celtics needed to do more of. I thought, which was you know you have LeBron grabs the rebound, he just like sprints down, finds the like you don't let him get set in their defense, and then you know yeah. f- find someone f- make a play. Whereas the Celtics, it's almost like they're like, no, we can we can beat this zone. We'll we'll let him get set up, and we're gonna beat at like don't yeah. let him get set. Just, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like yeah. they're they were too confident. Like they they wanted to beat the zone. It's like no, just don't let them get into it. <laughs> I think the Lakers were third in the league in points transition during the regular season, and that's that's proven to be an advantage here. 
it, yeah. at least so far as game one went, because like you said, they they attacked before the defense was set a lot of times, and that's how you you beat a good defensive stalwart team. You know, mm-hmm. just beat them before they they get set up for sure. Yeah. So I don't think we can count on the three point shooting from the Lakers going forward. That'll be a big difference. I don't think we can count on the Heat not hitting three point shots, um, except for Jay Crowder, who turned back into Clay Thompson for a night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll see about all that stuff. The Lakers also shot 92% from the free throw line. Granted, 10 of those came from AD. Um, but 92% uh, for one of the like five worst three uh, free throw shooting teams in the league. Yeah. Not sustainable, I'm going to guess. Yeah. So we'll see. The shooting numbers are going to come down for the Lakers. The Heat will have opportunities. So we'll see if they can take yeah. advantage, make some schematic differences, and, and make this a series for sure. Yeah, because the Heat shot. So you take out the corners. The Heat shot four for 24. Yeah. From three. Oh my god. That's not gonna happen. Well and also their best two shooters, Gordon Drogic and 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 uh what's his name? Robinson didn't really get any looks from three. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And Tyler Hero. Yeah, Tyler Hero was off. Yeah. yeah. So those guys will have good good, good games. We saw it yeah. in the other series right there. They can't stay down for long. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's concerning for the Heat though is um, you know, in, in that Celtic series, and this is something they're so good at is you know, they have they find the weak link and they attack the weak yeah. link defensively. The Celtics, you know, they they don't really have that kind of Kemba guy, like the small guy that you can abuse. Because like, yeah, maybe Kyle Kuzma is not a great defender, but he has size at least. Um, you know, like who's who's the guy they're going to pick on? There's really you look through the lineup that of people that actually play significant minutes. Like, there's really no obvious weak link so i don't know like that's one of their biggest things offensively that they, they're able to do um, that's a so really that, great that's, point that's concerning yeah. that's something you don't really think about with the lakers that they they don't really put a super horrible defender out there on the floor that you can pick mm-hmm. on every possession yeah that's a really good point yeah well we'll see going forward i i think the lakers should be able to take game two pretty easily but i i think it kind of depends on how seriously they take you know this fractured heat team so mm-hmm. I think they could definitely underestimate them to their own peril. I mean, if they play like they did in game one, they're going to sweep this easy. I mean, that's that was probably the most complete game I've seen them play, this team yeah. at least. Um, I don't know. I was shocked. That was like realizing all the potential of this Laker team all the way back during free agency when we got AD. It was just everything coming together, and this is everything you would hope for, and they're kind of peaking at the right moment here. <clears throat> Clippers take notes. <laughs> It really was, Jake. You're right. Like we got just good contributions from everybody. I mean, Dwight, Dwight, Dwight had a great game. Amazing. He's he only been had two points, but he had a great game from my perspective. Yeah. Like he was so unselfish that he was like dishing to AD on layups oh, that could have been dropping his. dimes. <laughs> yeah, like he clearly could have gone up, but instead he was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna give it to the big fella, and yeah. he's gonna yam it." And like, <laughs> it, it was great to see that kind of camaraderie and just teamsmanship yeah. from a it's, guy like it, Dwight. It's good to see someone that it's, it's always great to see guys understand their role. And that's yeah. clearly someone that understands their role on this team. Yeah. And buy in. So, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about this going forward. We will we'll look out for game two. Do you guys have any last uh, other things you want to say? Yeah. Uh, Fractured Heat sounds like a classic 90s R&B song. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. <laughs> Probably is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the heat of Orlando. All right, well, let's move on then. Uh, the next topic we have on the docket here is the Doc Rivers saga in uh, not capital levers, but 
Yeah. Fired on the 28th, hired on the first. Only three days he was out of a job. <laughs> and uh, well, that's, what, we, that's what you guys are saying. It's going to yeah. get snapped up quick. Championship we coach. Did, we did say that. And uh, yeah, the Sixers snap him up as soon as he comes available. It's a five-year deal, apparently. He's signed with the Sixers. Um, importantly, he will not, importantly for me at least, I don't know if anybody else thinks it's important. He will not be the GM, you know, because Elton Brand's already in place, right? So I think it's it's always kind of rough when you give the coach both coach and GM responsibilities. It sounds like a good idea because too much. He would know exactly. It's too much responsibility, first of all, and it might sound like a good idea because then he knows like what players fit, and there's no other agendas other than him trying to put the best players on the floor. But that can often hamstring a franchise yeah. years in the future, like we've seen with the Clippers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. he's only cares about the now. He doesn't care about necessarily the future. Um, yeah. And he also has different opinions than, say, a removed analytics or, or front office person yeah. who's not out there talking to the guys in the locker room. So Exactly. It's good to have that balance of perspectives for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's just – especially nowadays, like you have to be able to scout all these guys, like all these games overseas, like not just – not just like local, you know, you got to go everywhere and it's just so much responsibility for a GM. And then you're adding on to that, the coaching responsibilities. There's no way, there's no way one guy can do all of that effectively. Absolutely not. Yeah. Not effectively at least. Yeah. You could, you could, uh, half-ass it, but it's better to whole ass one thing than a half-ass two. So yeah. The the Um, old Bruce Lee saying, I'm, I'm more afraid of the guy that has, uh, practiced one kick a thousand times than practiced a thousand kicks one time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what do you guys think in general about his fit on the Sixers, though? I'm really not sure. Like, I don't even really know. Like, I'm pretty low on Doc Rivers right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, may- maybe maybe the mix-up, maybe he needs that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he had success with, you know, a good defensive big man with Carnett. Maybe, maybe he can maybe he can utilize Tapping, Joel Embiid a little bit better because they kind of wasted him defensively. <laughs> on the 76ers. Um, so maybe, maybe that can help. Maybe you can help there. Uh, yeah, I really don't know. Like we'll have, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty low on Doc Rivers. That's really all I have to say. I mean, he certainly has more cachet than a guy like Brett Brown, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like maybe more respect players, more, more respect, right? Yeah. What do you think, Jake? Um, I think if you disregard this, previous season with the Clippers he is expert at managing egos mm-hmm. um, and, and big names and helping them gel together within a quick time frame hmm. um, and I think that's maybe what they're thinking over there in Philly is that look okay. we've got this discombobulated team that can't figure out its identity has two great players we need somebody that can manage them and and give them confidence and and hopefully build the team around them so it looks to me like they're sticking with those two guys going forward uh, but for the love of God, for one time, can you just get some shooters in the offseason for once? Yeah, can, I know. How, how hard is that? You're like, how could oh, they not have re-signed JJ Redick? Yeah, that was I a dumb. I'm not sure. Big Maybe mistake. they didn't want to pay him, but he's. Yeah. I don't know how more money than Al Horford is to them. Yeah, he's worth more than uh, Tobias Harris. Yeah, like what the heck? I don't know how. I'm still just flabbergasted on that. Like, what possesses you to give? Tobias Harris a max deal and then to let JJ Redick walk when all he wanted was like 18 million. Ridiculous. Yeah, Tobias Harris just doesn't fit that team. He's a scorer. Um but he he and, disappears. He's like a disappearing scorer. Yeah. He's like a He's almost Odom-esque, right? Where he just kind of floats and sometimes he does great things and sometimes he doesn't. 
Like I remember well the frustration with Lamar Odom on those old Laker teams where like he would look like a world beater on one night. And then the next night you're like, he had two points. I didn't even notice he played. I thought he was hurt. Well, because he's a scorer. He needs the ball a lot. And it's hard when you got two other stars that want the ball, one that has the ball in his hands the whole game. It's not it's not his fit. He needs he needs some touches consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps. So we'll we'll see what happens, I guess. I, I also think he's he's a decent fit for the ego thing that Jake mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's a good good use of his skills. And I think yeah, I think clearly the signals they're going to give the the Simmons and Bead pairing another try here. They're not going to yeah. trade one of them before giving Doc a chance to salvage it. No. So you got to yeah, you got to try it one more time. Unfortunately, we're going to get another of this, which I think is a mistake. But whatever, we'll see. Yeah, and I mean it's just it's just such a tough road. You have to play. I think we were talking about this last part. You have to play the Celtics, the the Rocket or the Raptors, sorry, and and the Nets, the KD Nets. Yeah, the new Nets. Um, tw- you, you which... play them total twelve times. Like that's that's tough. That's, that's, that's tough. tough. But maybe you do the get Nets to play the Knicks four tough. times though, so that's something. Hey. But <laughs> you do get to beat up on the Knicks, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I don't even know what this next team, this next Knicks team, is going to look like. Oof, it's going to be brutal. Oof, there's Bob not. Oof. There's like zero free agents in this class. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> oh, they'll find someone. They'll find Give some a max contract too. <laughs> Freddie, Freddie Van Vliet. Freddie Van Vliet. Yes. <laughs> They're going to trade for uh, Russell Westbrook. They're going to also bring in Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll also trade for Chris Paul. They just tried out yeah. a three-guard lineup. They thought that worked in OKC. They'll, they'll bring those three together in, in the New York. State. And the best part is one of the trades will involve uh, Mitch Robinson, so they won't even have a, big, yeah. a promising big man anymore. Exactly. They'll be like, we don't need this guy. <laughs> Uh, but I was going to say maybe the Nets won't be that big a deal because of our next topic. Oh, uh, <laughs> what a yeah, segue. segue there. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, Kyrie Irving had some um, Kyrie Irving comments, basically. You know, you know, he he did very Kyrie Irving things on the KD podcast. I guess KD has a new podcast. I can't keep track of his things now, but he has a new co- podcast, I think, called Etceteras. The, the Etceteras. Okay, whatever. You know, I'm not going to bash somebody else's podcast name, but clearly ours is better. So whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, but basically he goes on KD's podcast and proceeds to – I'm paraphrasing here – but proceeds to say he doesn't see the Nets as really having a head coach. You know, He says that one day it could be KD. One day it could be him. It could be Kyrie Irving as the head coach. You know, On any given day, it could be any number of people kind of being the head coach. They're going to come at it from a very collaborative perspective. Let me decode that for you. He wants to be able to walk all over Nash and dictate the team. That's what that means, right? Like there's there's no getting around yeah. that, and he doesn't think like Nash is really going to come in and be a, a coach. He thinks he's going to have the power. So that's already a pretty questionable thing to say on a podcast uh, about a new coach that you really haven't even met that much, and he admitted mm-hmm. as much on the podcast and about a team that is known, especially with you at the helm, for its dissonance. We'll put it that way. Um, so then he started with that, and then he moved on to. I, the guy just can't stop dissing LeBron. Um, he, Kyrie basically said that he's been the best player on every team he's ever been on except this one. Basically, he said on every other team he's been on, he's never felt like anybody else should be taking the shots on the clutch. Anybody else could do what he can do for the team. Except on this one, he looks at Katie and says, oh, maybe that guy can do something sometimes. And uh, yeah, so then <laughs> people obviously interpret that as a shot at LeBron because his most prominent stop was in Cleveland with LeBron and his teammate, right? Reasonable jump from one to the yeah. other. 
And then he complains, though. He sees this this blowback on his comments, and he complains that people are taking words out of his mouth. They're taking out of context. This is what the media does. And if he says – if he's actually taking shots at somebody, he'll say their name. I, I don't even know where to begin. I have so many problems with Kyrie. I think he's – I think he's a dumb person that likes to sound smart. And so he just throws out outlandish comments thinking that that's the root of intelligence. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know how he can think what he said was acceptable. I mean, basically, you said you can walk all over your head coach before meeting your head coach. You said (laughs) that every other teammate you had is trash and then didn't think somehow that was a shot at the greatest teammate you've ever had. I I just don't understand what he's thinking. Like, I, can can you guys interpret this for me? It's kind of like what you said before the, the, the podcast. There's always some kind of a nugget in there, like with the coaching stuff. Like, yeah, it's it's a collaborative process, but not in the way he's saying it where I'm the coach, you're the coach, like the Oprah, everyone's a coach. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, the the coach listens, they kind of build a system that works with the guys that you have. You know, that's the type of collaboration. It's not just like, this is my system. We're running this, you know, that's, that's, that's a sign of a good coach being able to build with the players, not build at the players, you know? Um, So like there is a little, but but classic Kyrie misinterpreting it, you know, taking yeah. it in a, a weird direction. Um, another thing that's concerning about that is though that KD is going along with all this stuff because <laughs> I mean it's something we've known is he's kind of that type of guy. It's like yeah yeah he'll just kind of go along. He doesn't really have that that you know inner strength to to, to stand up to anything really. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean it, it's it's concerning for sure. And also the fact that Steve Nash is probably the most disrespected MVP in NBA history, for sure the most disrespected back-to-back MVP. Um, yeah. So that's Maybe already the most trouble disrespected, coming in. disrespected point guard in NBA history yeah. besides Westbrook. <laughs> um, I think Westbrook yeah, is probably I mean, disrespected. So so it's 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 a lot of troubling stuff coming from there. Um, and does he have the personality to to shut this kind of stuff down? It doesn't seem like he does. Maybe he does. Like we don't really see the behind well, we don't the scenes. We've never Nash. seen him as a coach. Exactly. <laughs> we haven't seen him as a coach. Exactly. Um, but I mean, I hope for his sake. I hope he can for their sake because they obviously have the talent to be a yeah. great team. But for their sake, I hope they can kind of fall in line. Um, yeah, I'm glad we'll, you we'll mentioned see. the uh, the nugget there, like because I I did gloss over that and he does. This is very indicative of Kyrie in general. Like he has a, a nugget of a good point, like a tiny little sliver of a good point uh, buried in whatever bullcrap he says. But then he surrounds it with that bullcrap and mm-hmm. presents it in just a horrible way and then insults like 10 people on the way to his tiny little point that he actually takes in the kind of different direction you should take it. And yeah, at the end of the day, what he should have said is like he likes the style of Nash and he hopes that it can be a collaborative effort and that mm-hmm. he'll listen to his and Katie's inputs as the leaders on this team. That's mm-hmm. how you present it. You don't say yeah. that. I don't really see us as having a head coach. I'm basically the head coach. That's that's what he said. So it's like, there's a difference here. And that's why I think he's actually kind of not that smart. It seems like we have a proven track record here of Kyrie saving these outlandish things and then having to backtrack later. And he keeps blaming it on the media and interpretations. But the problem with me with that kind of logic is that doesn't happen with everybody. That literally just happens with him. And other idiots. Like, you don't see people misinterpreting what LeBron says all the time. 
Like a lot of the times they correctly interpret it exactly the way he means to because he formulated what he's going to say and he said it in the right way when he yeah. got to the media. Yeah, Curry doesn't point. think. He doesn't actually think. He wants to be thought of as a thinker and an intelligent person, but he doesn't actually have any foresight. He just says stuff and yeah. hopes that it, it gets interpreted the way that he's kind of muddily thinking about it in his head, which is a sign of low intelligence to me. I think you part of intelligence is being able to get your point across without getting it being convoluted or misinterpreted. That's part of intelligence. Yeah, I think he just needs to think things through a little bit because a lot of the stuff he says can harm his team. Like, remember earlier yeah, this season, he, he said, care. we need a couple pieces, you know, and then he listed guys that he's going to keep, basically. <laughs> it's, I don't know. <laughs> like, dude, what do you, <laughs> like, he thinks that, I don't know. I don't, I can't say what he thinks. I don't know him. Oh I've never God. talked to him. I've never met him. I'm not inside his head. But I think he just needs to slow down think things through and think about the things he says and the consequences they have. Because I'll, I'd say 90% of these big things he comes out and says are detrimental to the team. Yeah. Maybe not I'm, detrimental I'm, to KD, his other superstar or whatnot, but for the other role players that really make a championship team, it's not healthy. It's really not, hey, it's not like he's under his, duress. Yeah. Some of his Celtics teammates still like him. So, hey, maybe that's not the case. Maybe they'll take it that way. But that's what it seems like to us. Yeah. Maybe maybe he got his wires crossed. Because if you think about it, if he switched up the, – so the two things he said, if he switched up kind of like the underlying point um, and the subjects, it kind of makes more sense. Like if he says, you know what? Closing is a collaborative process. <laughs> when I was with LeBron, it worked really well. But now when I'm with KD, it's even better because like he, he's, he's made a lot of big shots too. Like that, that could work, you know? And then if he says with the coach, that's the guy I can look to. I can finally look to and say, I really relate to this guy because he's a point. He was a great NBA point guard, but like, this could really work. <laughs> Maybe he just switched up the guy's wires crossed. Yeah. <laughs> like he got, he got handed the script from one of his guys in the back room. And he's like, I don't, I don't need to look at that. I got the main points. And he, then po- he, just he pulled in Adele Dazim. <laughs> yeah. They, came, they told him what to say and he yeah. switched it up. Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim. <laughs> <laughs> he went ultra volta on that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Kyrie is an enigma wrapped in a, a dumb shell. I don't know. He's just, I don't know. I don't yeah. call people dumb willy-nilly, but I think when you have this many it's a actions. Pattern. It's just a pattern. Yeah, it, it says something about you. It can't say nothing if it keeps happening to you. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Let's move on from Kyrie before my blood pressure explodes. Um, <laughs> also, just update on the 538. The Lakers are now at a 66% chance of winning the oh, finals. So only the, 66%? Yeah. Are you serious? So they're, they have a thing. They have a current rating and a full strength rating. Oh, come so on. the full strength rating, it, they haven't changed. The difference is that the heat dropped down 100 points from 1,771 to 1,671. So that 66% is when they're at full strength or just in general? No, currently. Currently, as it's that's stands. currently, that's currently. Okay, these guys currently. clearly don't know what they're talking about. It's clearly like an eighty percent chance. <laughs> well, they, well, they also not... had the Rockets at seventy points higher than the Lakers <laughs> in terms yeah, of full strength rating. Seventeen seventy three versus seventeen hundred. Well, it's a typical case of all in on analytics, none of the eye test. You got to have yeah. a balance. Okay, I will back them up because it's a model. They're not saying this is exactly how it's going to work out. Yeah. It's a model, and it gets updated based like any yeah. model on new information. But the new information can't outweigh the old. Otherwise, you'd be overreacting to every single yeah. new thing that That's happens. True. So yeah. their model has been built over a long amount of time. 
And I definitely disagree with how they came into the series rating the Heat as favorites. I have no idea what went screw with the model there because they have a lot of data to support not that. But I am okay with them not super overcorrecting based that's on true. one game because that's not how science should work. It should be incremental changes until you arrive at a, a good conclusion. So I've now nah, the Lakers should be at 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with them also because they have the Knicks at by far the worst team. So that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, so they're right on one regard. <laughs> <laughs> so we know uh, at least, at least on the low end, they're, they're really solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, that's all I had for the podcast. Do you guys have any other topics or, you know, we're actually keeping it pretty good time-wise. Yeah. Uh, why sort don't of. we keep it that way? I don't have any, any yeah. much more to say. I think it's at this point, it's just, we hope that he can get healthy and put up a fight. Uh, yeah. Cause otherwise the Lakers look like this is going to be yeah. LeBron's fourth championship. Yep. I mean, yeah, I just yeah, don't let's, know let's, how they match up with AD. Let's see. At, like, I mean, yeah, let's hope Bam can come back and, you know, be close to Bam. Um, and we'll see if maybe Myers, maybe adding some size, maybe the Kendrick Nunn, the return of Kendrick Nunn really can make a difference. We'll see. Yeah. All right. We'll see you then. We'll, uh, we'll catch you after game two uh, and game three, I guess, right? We're not going to come back till actually, uh, well, we'll talk about it on the pod. We'll, we'll talk about it on the pod when we'll come back after the pod. I mean, sorry, um, yeah. when we'll come back from the next episode. So. Well, we'll do that off air. That's all I got for this pod. We will see you in the next one. Any last thoughts for you guys? Get a boo. Kendrick Nunn, give me 50. (laughs) (laughs) It almost worked last time. They called to greatness. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, uh, peace from me, and we'll see you in the next one.